The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, thank you for joining us, and it's great to have you with us. We have a a brand new guest actually joining us right now, somebody who is going to be here with us in Cleveland on March the 10th. We are looking forward to having her here as one of our presenters at the Bringing America Back to Life convention, and she will be our keynote gala dinner speaker on Friday evening. So remember to go right now. We are pretty well sold out. So if you, you've got a couple of tickets left, but we, for all intents and purposes, we are pretty well sold out. I am, of course, talking about none other than the great and very well known Kristen Hawkins, who is the president of Students for Life of America. Kristen has spent more than 16 years building a national network of more than 1,400 student-led groups in all 50 states, layering campus activism with political engagement through Students for Life action. With Students for Life team, she has built a She's launched key initiatives such as the Campaign for Abortion-Free Cities, StandingWithYou.org, and the Dimitri Institute for Pro-Life Advancement. Recently, she and her team are leading the pro-life movement's response to the proliferation of dangerous chemical abortion pills, and we all know about that. Kristen, it's so great to have you with us, and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be coming back to Cleveland. Yeah, you were with us. You you were one of our very first guests. Uh, uh, My goodness, must have been almost. This is our 14th year, Kristen. And I think you were there in towards the beginning. Yeah, you were there (laughs) year number two, I think. So, so you you certainly watched you grow, watched everything happen here. It's it's amazing to see how the pro life movement has changed actually in the last decade. And I think a lot of it's to do with you because you have really helped the college campuses to to grab hold of this whole issue. Tell us a little bit about how did you do that? Yeah, I mean, our premise at Students for Life, when I launched Students for Life right after I turned 21, uh, was fairly simple, to go on to high school, college campuses where the abortion industry targets, whether it's at the campus health center or if it's online, we know that they are there. They are, you know, trying to make customers out of our young people after encouraging them to engage in risky, bad behavior. Um, but to go there and with peers have real conversations about abortion, about the violence of abortion, um, challenging students to think, you know, of a nonviolent alternative uh, to abortion on college campuses. Um, and so we took a lot of experience that I certainly had gained as a high schooler and college student, you know, starting my own pro-life group, uh, as well as leadership, you know, experience from other uh, pro-life organizations and ministries for, from, you know, the decades preceding our launch. Uh, and that's, that's how we started Students for Life, just a very simple premise of going on, uh, having real conversations, having y- other young people have conversations with their peers about the violence of abortion. Um, and it's been, you know, 
just amazing to see this Holy Spirit driven growth uh, of this movement to see these young people, you know, who understand that uh, abortion is wrong, who've seen their brothers and sisters uh, via ultrasound, who've had this conversation to see them to rise up to say, that's right. Like we should be doing something differently here. You know, in 2023 America, you know, we should have a progressive view that, you know, a woman, uh, a young woman in crisis should be able to choose both, that no woman should stand alone in unplanned pregnancy, mm-hmm. uh, that she should be able uh, to, you know, complete her educational goals, um, as well as become a mother, that she shouldn't have to choose one or the other, which sadly is, you know, the talking points of the left, of, of the of Planned Parenthood out there, that she isn't strong enough. When our our message on college and high school campuses is that you are strong enough, that you can choose both. It will be difficult. Um, we're not sugarcoating uh, the difficulty, but you are strong enough. And there's a whole army uh, out there across our country, um, you know, with more than 3,000 pregnancy centers and maternity homes across our nation, the tens of thousands of Americans who are out there that have stood up against the violence of abortion who will be standing alongside them helping them along the way mm-hmm. absolutely you know it's interesting you would mention that about the pregnancy centers um, I, I spoke very recently at a, at a um, Republican party one of the you know little city Republican party um, evening meetings and mm-hmm. I had a young woman that, that said to me you know you know it's all very well you, 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 all of you you know you're all worried about the baby but what about the mother and what do you what do you do to help those mothers and it was, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. and, I had a dollar for every time I heard that. Argument. Oh my gosh. As if that, you know, as if that justifies killing a human being. Exactly. Um, I, I think that's what's so frustrating about that sentiment of even if I did nothing, even if the pro life movement did didn't provide, you know, these non violent bases of support in every community across the country. Even if we just simply advocated against the violence of abortion, uh, that doesn't change the merit of our argument that abortion kills unique, whole living human being. Mm-hmm. And the argument that we hear and what we're, but what you were just being presented with was, well, in my experience, you know, I haven't seen women supported. Therefore, I think it's okay to kill them. Yeah. That's an extremist view that the other side continues to promote. And that's why I always ask students on campuses, can you think of anything less extreme than prescribing death to an innocent other to help alleviate suffering and you know the crisis of an unplanned pregnancy? Isn't there anything less extreme we can do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's so that's so well said because I mean this is this is exactly what we're what we're dealing with. The the you know the the the, the total lack of vision and lack of courage to be able to, t- and, and you know what, it, it does take courage, Chris, and I think both you and I know that, you know, of course it does but the, but as you said, over 3,000 pregnancy centers are there to stand by you and help you, you know unbelievable, just unbelievable you you have been very, very involved in, in actually motivating and activating uh, college campus st- college students mm-hmm. and, and students um, you know, I, I, I look at it and I think, um so many of these young people want to do something. How do you go about actually providing them with um, some kind of a structure to say, okay, you want to do something, here's what you need to do. Mm. How, how does that, how does all that work? 
Yeah, well, well, it started using, you know, my own experience when I started a pro-life group in my high school and college of, of thinking back to what would have been nice to have? What what did I need to know? You know, you know, we have a full-time team of regional coordinators, field operations coordinators, who literally their job is to help young people succeed in starting pro-life campus ministries. Um, and so their job is to be their friend, to be their mentor, to be there with them. Um, and then, you know, once you have, kind of have that premise, you know, the question is, well, what, what do they need? Well, they need sample, you know, legal documents to get their, orga- their, their organization on campus started. They might need somebody to go with them to, you know, meet the high school principal. Um, you know, or they might need legal support uh, when the school you know, loses their application to be a club for 10 months in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they get going, what else are they going to need? Well, they're going to need leadership skills. They're going to need training in how to recruit peers and motivate peers to join this cause. Um, so a lot of what we also do on Students for Life is basic, you know, leadership training of, of taking these young people and forming them into leaders on their campuses. And, and these are skills that you know, is my hope and prayer that translates, uh, and we've started to see this, translates well beyond the college years uh, when they graduate uh, into the workplace, into their communities as they, you know, grow up in their pro-life activism. And then it's, you know, the question of what can you tangibly do on campuses? We see our goal and our, the Students for Life groups and the, the 1,400 Students for Life groups that we're honored to serve in all 50 states, their goal is 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 twofold on these campuses. Uh, one is education, educating their peers about the violence of abortion, obviously stopping abortions before they take place. Uh, and then uh, the second goal is transforming the campus environment, uh, transforming the environment so no woman ever again on their campus feels like she has to choose abortion in order to succeed. Um, and so that's why, you know, all of our group uh, activities that we recommend, the event guides uh, we create, the campus tours that will go to campus and watch these students, they're about those two things of, you know, engaging this generation about abortion, uh, often in a, you know, in a new way, presenting a new argument that they may, may not have thought about before. Um, and then also uh, finding ways that we can change policies right on their campus. Absolutely, absolutely. We have got a huge, huge battle coming in what's already started yes. here in Ohio, um, Kristen. Yes, and, and, yeah. and, and I'm hoping that Students for Life is going to be in, engaged in this. We will actually have at the convention, uh, both days we will have two of our lead. We have formed a new 501c4 called uh, Protect Women Ohio, um, which which is going to be very, very, very uh, busy and, and doing things. I, I am on the board of that particular organization of that new, new 501c4 um, and uh, my two co- co-board members will be at the convention talking to people about what it's you know what what we're looking at what we're facing is this sort of something and I, I bring that up just to say this is the type of thing as far as I, I know as much as I know about students for life and I see them everywhere this is what students for life does I mean you, you would look at something like this and do what T- tell us how you would go about helping us with that well, I mean, we've already discussed it internally as our team. We'll be there. Uh, you know, we've been meeting with Ohio Right to Life's Executive Director Peter uh, since November, yes, discussing yes. Uh, the possibility of this. And you know, it, it's it's very much of. We need to see this, and pro-lifers need to see this very much like a political campaign. Um, I think that's something that's really important that our folks need to 
fight with that same intensity um, as a political campaign, meaning we need staff in you know, towns across Ohio getting out there now, That's beginning right. to door knock in neighborhoods, educate them about this, you know, pro-violence amendment that's being, you know, they're trying to add to the state constitution, educating community members about the nonviolent alternatives that exist, something that we have learned just in the past year or two at Students for Life through our Abortion Free Cities campaign, is we've knocked on 120,000 doors in 20 neighborhoods surrounding abortion facilities. Some of those abortion facilities now, thankfully, are shutting down. But 75% of the neighbors who live in the vicinity, almost walking distance from abortion facility, don't even know where the pregnancy center is or that yeah. it exists. Yeah. And so I think that's a lot of the people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Um, and so I think it's very important that as we start this campaign, remember, there's different messages that we're going to want to get out there across Ohio. There's going to be a cascading messaging strategy. That's right. You know, first, talking about all the resources that are out there, talking about, you know, the violence of abortion, talking about the, you know, powerful left Hollywood interest groups are now pouring into Ohio, trying to make Ohio, California. And that's three messages right there that are going to have to be communicated, sometimes all together, sometimes one-on-one. And those messages have to be repeated over and over again. They've got to be repeated at the doorstep. They need to be repeated, you know, in mail, um, in text messaging, in emails to voters across the state. um, I also I would caution. I, I think we saw this in the, in the in, the, in Kansas. We were in Kansas this summer. Had a full. You know, I think we were the only pro life that had a full time team there all summer. And um, one of the things I would caution uh, Ohio right to lifers, and I can get into this a little bit there when I'm at the Bringing America Back to Life conference, is is. Be careful not to fall into their trap of <clears throat> of only talking about the mother, yeah. Um, yeah. because I think we saw this acutely in Kansas, where there was mass confusion. When I would go up to the door, when my team would go up to the door, I was there door knocking as well, and we were educating voters in Kansas about uh, the amendment. Uh, a lot of folks didn't know. Which which side which they were on? Exactly. Yes, because yeah. our messaging was very protect life, protect women, or something like that, protect mothers, um, and it was very confusing to them. And so, I think one of the the cautionary points um, I have made when I've spoken to Peter, just looking at, at Kansas, is we need to be very clear that we're the side that's standing up for preborn babies. Of course, we're standing up for women, and once we do that, um, but I think we need to be very outspoken and not fall into this trap of let's not talk about the babies let's talk about women because that's what the left talks about uh because it, it actually confuses a lot of pro-lifers yeah uh, when yeah and I, I, I agree with you and i think one of the things that we've got to re- remember is that there will be and the, and the, the the campaign that is being built 
out is going to be multi-leveled. So there will be times yeah, when, right. when we will absolutely, we, we need to show people the fact that, you know, to, for, to be quite honest, the biggest message we've got right now is that this amendment takes away parental rights. It actually strips right. parental rights. So That's you, you, point. when you, when you, when you realize that it doesn't, yeah. I mean, the, particularly with our young students and t- students, particularly or young people who, who really will have to rely on their parents if, you know, if, yeah. if there isn't pregnancy, they have to rely on their parents. And if their parents don't even know about it, if their parents are being cut out of the decisions, I mean, that is right. huge. It's absolutely it huge. huge. So yes, we do have, to, I mean, we have to do, and, and that's, that's one of the things that, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get this all right and we will defeat it. We, I don't mm-hmm. doubt for one moment that we are not going to defeat this. We are going to defeat it. There's a, you know, an army ready to go and I'm, I'm looking forward to students for life as being part of this, you know, because mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, it's going to be all hands on deck. It, and, and you know, Kristen, you know this as well as I do. Um, as goes Ohio, so goes the nation. And so does the, re- the mm-hmm. other side knows that as well. So. Yeah. We have to, we have to protect. And your point is very good in the fact that you mentioned that there's going to be big time outside money coming into Ohio. Oh, yeah. They want to, they know Ohio is pro life. So they're not going to win by simply stating their case. Believe abortion should be legal for whoever, no matter the age of their child, you know, how, whenever in pregnancy and tax reform, they're not going to lie. They're not going to just stop at that. They're going to go further. Um, they have to confuse Ohioans about what this ballot initiative is. And I think that's going to cause um, a, you know, a lot of work on our side of constantly rebutting uh, these lies and being very disciplined in our message of, of why Ohioans uh, why Ohio voters need to vote against uh, this this very harmful ballot referendum. You're so right, because I think this is, and this is one of the things that folks, we, we will watch for the messaging coming. It's coming very soon. And one of the things we absolutely need to do is to stay on task. Do not be sidetracked by, oh, well, what about this? And what about that? Remember mm-hmm. that this is about, um, making abortion legal through our constitution in Ohio. This is, it will be devastating if this is what happens. So it's all hands on deck, all hands on deck. Right. Everybody listening That's to right. this program, everybody has to get involved. And all you need to yeah. do is to come to us and go to our websites from the media.org or right to life.org or student, uh, uh, go to students for life because they've also got all kinds of things that are going to be happening as well with them. Kristen, I want you to talk a little bit about, um, post Roe v. Wade. I mean, your presentation mm-hmm. is going to be addressing that whole issue. I mean, you're, 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 um, I'm just pulling up your presentation here and it's going to be, it's going to be on Friday evening again. I want to remind everybody Friday evening, Carla dinner. Um, we're almost sold out. We probably will be sold out. I know, I need to register. Today, we're going to sold out. So, oh, great. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Good. Yes, yes. Well, honestly, we, we have about 15 or 20 seats left. So, to do, do that. Um, so, choosing uh, the name of your presentation is Choosing the Radical Road in Post Row America. Post Row America is what? I mean, we, it, it has been, it's been anything but what we expected, would you say? 
Uh, it's been exactly what I expected. Oh, really? Um, there you go. It's been chaos. Yeah. Um, it's been all hands on deck. It's been fights in every single state across our country. Uh, it's been confusion amongst Americans about what Roe versus Wade, you know, the confusion about what Roe versus Wade was, what it did continues, the lying, the misinformation campaigns. Um, I think that was one of the things that I was surprised by uh, was just how I guess I should never be surprised. This is an industry that literally profits off of tearing children apart, uh, tearing up children apart. But, you know, the lies that instantly came, you know, from post war America about, you know, women who suffer tragic ectopic pregnancies uh, and how, you know, now for the first time in the 16 plus years of students for life, when I'm on a campus, I'm talking about abortion, I have to continually say direct abortion. Uh, because they've been so good about confusing people. I mean, uh, Jessa Duggar, uh, you know, TV, reality TV show Christian, who, you know, admitted, came out and said, I had a DNC after my miscarriage. And the abortion lobby was attacking her for being a hypocrite and having an abortion. Oh, my God. And, you know, oh my look, everyone's looking around going, what are you talking about? Know. You know, when a child has died in the womb, yes, a DNC, you know, is necessary. Yeah. It's necessary to prevent sepsis and infection. It's called, it's called a therapeutic abortion because a child has already died. Yes, it's exactly. not a direct abortion. Yeah. Um, and But they've been so good about, you know, confused. I mean, are these kids on college campuses going, well, you know, when a woman has a miscarriage, you're telling her she can't get the treatment. I'm like, no, we're simply saying yeah. that a child with a beating heart should not be sucked out of existence or starved and then birthed out of his or her mother because he or she was an inconvenience. Yeah. We're not trying to end up no. life no, Absolutely. And Kristen, you know, this is the issue. This is why this is where we have got to 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 really understand this. We have to stay on target with our message. They they never blink. They keep their message going. At, at, at even if it's a lie, they keep it going. Yep. Keep keep going. That's right. You know, so so that that's one of the things I see. And and I'm hoping when you talk about this at at the convention. And I don't want you to give away your pre- presentation because mm-hmm. it's going. Everybody needs to come and listen to Kristen Hawkins on Friday evening, March the tenth. <laughs> it's going. Yes. Family, family's choice to sell our home before Roe versus Wade was reversed, and this road trip that we're taking on, and and the road trip that we are now on in the pro life movement. So, yes. uh, it will it will be a lot of fun. I promise you. There's you know I'm gonna have a lot of information uh, to share with folks. Um, that I think folks are gonna be you know you know excited by, and then also you know motivated to to step into exactly. more. Exactly. And Students for Life will have a booth at the convention the whole weekend. Yes. So there will be people there that you can go and talk to. And and Kristen, you probably don't know this, but one third of our of our participants, just about every single every year, either a third or a little bit more than a third, are students that come to the convention. So it's there's a lot of lots of um, opportunity right now for all of us to get together and to be able to work together to defeat this, to defeat the horror of abortion. And I mean, I think that's what it is doesn't matter what i mean you you talk about chemical abortions um chemical abortions are just are just an outrage an absolute outrage that's and and you know so 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 terrible against women i mean i think it's just it's the most terrible way that you could abort a child is it's now the leading time and exactly 
very kind. They were prepared for the end of Roe versus Wade. They used the crisis of the COVID pandemic to dramatically increase usage of these pills to yep. get the FDA to allow these pills to be prescribed without a woman ever seeing her doctor. The whole adage of abortion is between a woman or a doctor no longer carries any weight because exactly. she's not even seeing a doctor anymore, not even confirming she's not. You know, speaking of caring for women who are experiencing a life threatening ectopic pregnancy. We're not even confirming anymore whether or not she's having ectopic pregnancy before prescribing these pills to her that can kill her. It's, it's unbelievable. I think, Molly, going back to your original question is, it does... We knew the the road in post row America was going to be in this way. We knew it was going to be an all hands on deck situation, and that you know there were going to be losses. Um, there were going to be losses and setbacks as you know Americans get confused and are purposely misled by the abortion lobby. I think some of the things we you know, for example, in Kansas, we saw happen when Kansans figure out that they've been duped, that they've been lied to by the abortion lobby. We're already. You know, we yep. have a Students for Life Action Captain right now in the state. We did a political leadership training fo- shortly following the defeat of that ballot referendum for the pro-life movement, who's now gone to the state house, lobbied her own piece of legislation, uh, has figured out a way to bypass the unjust uh, amendment, uh, and that will pass. Yep. I mean, it's unbelievable. So you, we will see see some setbacks, but that doesn't mean to say yeah, absolutely. And and that's that's what I love about yeah, that's what I love about students for life because I think you you look at the reality of where we are, what needs to be happening on the ground, and you go after it and you, and you provide solutions for it. So students for life, Kristen Hawkins, the president of Students for Life, will be here with us on Friday evening, yes. March the tenth. Embassy Suites go to Bringing America Back to Life convention, and remember, we're almost almost sold out. So don't hesitate, don't delay, go do that right now. Thank you so much Kristen for joining us we really were looking forward to seeing you when you when you get to Cleveland God bless you thank you okay see you in Cleveland God bless you bye bye don't go anywhere I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world class inspiring guest <laughs> 